everyone. Welcome to Snap here, brought to you by Whose Blind Life Is It Anyway? The Saturday Night Adult Party. I am your host, Victor Gouveia, along with my co-host, Angel. How's your week been, Angel? Oh, it's been okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, uh, this week, the... Um, the lady who ran for mayor, the BDSM dominatrix, uh, didn't get back to me. And so I didn't have her on. I Well, we're not talking about BDSM today. Today we're talking about partners. And we're talking about what makes our ideal partner. What makes a good partner? Have you ever wondered that, Angel? Mm, I guess, yeah. Was your husband the perfect partner? Uh, I would say, you know, um, we had our ups and downs, but I mean, is anybody really the perfect partner? Well, I mean, you know what? Some say there are. Perfect partners out there. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, some some say they've been married for 50, 60 years and That's they're right. still together, you know? Yeah. So it makes me wonder, I mean, what does one look for in a perfect partner? At the end of the day, obviously, you want... Well, I mean... Go I was going to say, I guess, trust, loyalty, um, companionship, I guess, some are some of the things you would want. Well, which of those is more important to you, trust or loyalty? I mean, both. I don't know which one wouldn't be. Uh, trust. Trust, Let's see, yeah. then I go to loyalty, so I don't... I'd say both of them, really. Right. Well, that's interesting because I think trust should be your number one, your number one goal in a partnership. Yeah. And at the same time, you shouldn't be worried if you don't have it at the beginning. Right. But you should look at why that trust is not there. Uh, mm -hmm. A lot of times... It could be your own insecurities. It could be someone else's insecurities. By, by the way, folks, I'm sorry. I did not play the viewer discretion advisory because I don't think we're going to get too serious in this one in terms yeah. of getting really dirty-minded. I mean, at some point, we're going to get to the bathroom partnership part. But, you know, did I say bathroom or bedroom? You said bathroom, and I'm thinking, <laughs> what? <laughs> well, hey, you know, bathrooms are just as important. I mean, if you can't go into a bathroom after your partner, there's something wrong. <laughs> right. Uh, so, yeah, that's why I didn't play the discretion advisory. So don't worry, folks. Nobody's going to crack past gas or start fucking a dildo at this point. Oh, it's not yet. <laughs> not yet. What the hell? <laughs> but, 
Yeah, no, the perfect. I mean, what 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 made your your husband the perfect partner for you? Um, I mean, he was very trustworthy. That's for sure. So um, you earned your trust early. Yeah. 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 And. You know, he was very kind. Um, like I said, we've had our ups and downs, but, you know, he had to deal with some issues. And yeah. Yeah, so. Oh. Um, other than that, I mean, it was great. Yeah, I mean, I look at my girlfriends over the years and... While they were great initially, they weren't that great after everything else. So in the end, I mean, for example, my one of my girlfriends uh, was going out with me, but, you know, she was embarrassed to be seen with me. Uh-oh, I think Angel left. Angel, you still there? Yeah, I think she left. Sorry, guys. Hopefully, she'll come back. Um, but anyway, one of my one of my girlfriends actually uh, didn't want to be seen with me. Uh, her her thing was, you know, she would say that everybody was staring at us. Because of me and my weight. However, oh, you're still there, Angel? Yeah. Oh, there you go. I thought I'd lost you. Oh, wow. Hold on one second. Okay. I don't know how... Um... Hey, Juicy, I have to call you back in a little bit. I'm on the YouTube show right now. Anyway, folks. Uh, yeah, anyway, she was the type of girl that actually talked while whining. I mean, she would always talk like this. And she would always say stupid shit. And she would always do this and that and this. I mean, and she had the reddest hair. Honestly, I mean, it was it was like troll doll red. But, you know, apparently they were staring at me in my way. Which I can accept a little bit. But, I mean, let's be honest. That's not why they were staring at us. The fact is, she wouldn't shut up. She had a whiny voice. And they were probably staring at me, wondering why I was with this woman. And, you know, it, it, it's that crazy. Of course, I also had a girlfriend who used to... I mean, we'd be talking in bed for a, a long time. And then she'd kiss me goodnight. And then promptly lay on her side and turn away from me. I mean, that's not, I mean, I, I, I am a cuddler. 
I've always been the cuddler. And I love it when when women cuddle up to me, and I love cuddling up to women. But every night she would just turn away from me and and it wasn't something she did while sleeping. She did this while she was awake. So she obviously was not a cuddler. But I mean, are those little things worth dumping a person for? That's the question. I mean, was she not a cuddler because she, you know, had insecure problems, insecurity problems, rather? Or was she not a cuddler because she didn't like touching me or she didn't want to be forward or she didn't want to present that whole side of her because she thought it might scare me away? I mean, in any case, all of those things were wrong, but, you know, at the end of the day, communication was key. And, folks, communication is something that everyone looks forward to in a partnership. Because if you don't have communication, you can't build trust. And trust is what makes a relationship work. When you trust another person, it works. And a lot of times, those trusts have to be hard-earned, and sometimes they're broken. And sometimes people lose the trust that they're given, but they try to build it back. So the question is, do you let them? I guess it depends on how much you love that person. I've always thought, yeah, you let them try to build it back. But if they have to run through hoops and jump off a cliff for you, then maybe it's time to readdress what you think trustworthiness is. But in digressing, I mean, I have, I have uh, thought about what kind of thing makes a perfect partner, at least for me anyway. I'm sure Angel will chime in at some point. But a perfect partner for me would be someone who's honest, uh, non-judgmental, a good listener, someone who will listen to what I have to say and not tell me I'm stupid for saying it. I mean, that's the ultimate put down. Someone who calls you stupid for even thinking something. Of course, there are those that are pushy, that are driven. I had a person come up to me and I didn't reply to her email in a couple of days. And that made me a bad partnership. I mean, that's retarded. I mean, just thinking of me without any other responsibilities. 
I mean, that's stupid. How can she? How can she know that maybe there wasn't something that was affecting my ability to email her back? No, she just assumed that I was unprofessional and not doing. And, and that's another thing that makes a good partnership. Patience. I understand. Oh, Angel's back. Uh, sorry, let me get let me just get her back in here. There you are. Yeah, that time I had a really hard time. Like, I don't know how I got the other call on here. Could you hear him? No. I could hear both of y'all, but you were lower than him, and he was, like, super loud. Oh, wow. And I was like, uh, I got to call you back. Like I said, I don't even know how this happened. <laughs> That's freaky. <laughs> it was. I mean, if anybody knows what happened, please let us know in the comments below. But yeah, uh, like, yeah, we're kind of weirded out by this now. It was, and then I had a hard time coming back. Like, I don't know. Sorry about that. I just right. trying to say I did not do that one intentionally. <laughs> like, yeah, you know? yeah, no, I, I understand. I mean, you've even taken the phone off the hook. Yeah. Thanks for that, by the way. <laughs> Actually, it sounds a heck of a lot better now. I mean, it doesn't sound like... Yeah, it sounds better today. Oh, really? Yeah, are you using another mic or something? No. Oh. Okay. Well, as I was saying, I mean, trust is a big thing. And, of course, patience. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, did you have a lot of patience with your husband? I'm sorry, what? Did you have a lot of patience with your husband? Oh, yeah. I mean, him being schizophrenic was... Oh, God. Oh, yeah. trying in and of itself, yes? Right. But, I mean, like... um. Oh, God, that was about... That started happening... Let's see. We got together in 2004. Right. We lived together until 2009 when we got married. Mm -hmm. And... I mean, his schizophrenic really didn't start until about, I want to say, 2014 or 15. How old was he at the time? Mm, let's see. He was 42 when he passed away last year. So I guess he was in his 30s. Wow. Mm-hmm. Did they say that there was any reason for the schizophrenia to just pop up like this? Um, because they had said that people that are like highly intelligent normally will get that, you know. So are you saying uh, he had like Asperger's syndrome or something? No, no. He was just really was intelligent. Over, yeah, like over a genius level. And um, actually, his dad had had it also. And they said it could be here too. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's kind of freaky. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's another thing. 
if you're committed to that person, does it matter if they get sick or not? It should not. Like, it shouldn't. Um, you know, now I'm not going to say that it wasn't hard. You know. Um, I, I mean, I have to say, when my wife married me, um, because we got married on the Saturday... And on the Sunday, I started going blind. Literally. Oh, okay. Yeah, literally, the day after I got married, I started going blind. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. And my daughter was born a, a month later on May in May 8th. And, you know, from that April 7th to December, my vision just went completely dark. Oh, wow. So, you know, throughout that time, I was going through a lot of shit. And I mean a lot of shit, both personally and, and physically. So, ideally, you need a partner that's supportive and, and stands with you. And my wife right. did exactly that. I mean, the fact is... My wife's sister told her she shouldn't have married me because I went blind. Oh, wow. Which is ironic because her yes. husband got cancer. <laughs> so, I mean, that's just weird on its own. I mean, if your husband gets cancer mm. and then you turn around and tell your sister that she shouldn't have married the guy because he went blind, I mean, what? Yeah, so, wow. I mean, you have to stick with that person no matter what. Because that's most important. If you're committed, you are committed. Right. I mean, a lot of times... Okay, I'm going to say something that might get me in trouble. If you if your partner can't give you sex because they are physically unable to and physically I mean painful and or uh, they just can't then does that give you permission to go out and cheat Angel? Wow, we lost Angel again. <laughs> okay. Um. Oh, no, you didn't. You didn't lose me. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, does that give somebody a permission to go out and get laid by someone else? No. I mean, if you're going to be loyal to that person, you know? Right. Yeah. So, loyal means you don't go fucking anyone else. Right. Okay. Unless y'all okay. have that um, mutual, 
know what I mean? Like if, if you if have an open relationship. They're into swingers and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's a yeah. Well, there's something. I mean, do you hope your partner's open to something sexual? Different sexual appetites. For example, I had I had a girlfriend who was scared to show me how much sex she wanted, but in the end, what? sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. My brother was talking to me. Hold on. Okay. Um, King brother. Get it right. Uh, in the end. <laughs> okay. Um, in the end, she was afraid to show me how sexual she was because she was afraid it would scare me. When the opposite was true. I was a very touchy-feely kind of person, but she she was just afraid to touch me because she was afraid it would drive me away. And that's understandable. I mean, her past history showed that the guys in her life were weren't that sensitive. And they would just cringe away whenever a girl just wanted to cuddle or something like that. I was not that type of person. And I guess she had a hard time thinking that I was different from other people. I mean, at the moment, I mean, I'm, I'm married to the perfect person for me. She may not be the perfect person for everybody, but she's definitely the perfect partner for me. I mean, first and foremost, she can cook and I can't. I mean, she compliments that part of me. Uh, the second part is that sometimes she is kind of pushy in the regards that she will push me to do something that I want to do but don't really want to do it. I don't know if you guys understand what I mean by that. For example, if I'm scared to do something and I decide not to do it because I'm scared I'll screw something up, she will push me to do it. And that's always been something with us. That she's been supportive that way. She's always supported me in whatever I wanted to do. Uh, the channel alone, was, she was supportive of that. Um, granted, uh, having said that, I mean, the channel was started as therapy. But, uh, but in the end, <clears throat> excuse me, in the end, she saw that the channel became important to me. And should she just completely tell me not to do it? Oh, of course not. She didn't do anything like that. So, I mean, supportive of you, yes. But if you're going to go out and start cutting people up, uh, as in murderous rages, then don't expect them to support that because that's not really... Uh, 
anything that is con consistent with society. Of course, who can really say that? Because, okay, let me say civil society. I guess, yeah, I guess you can say that, civil society. Because in the end, people want to blend in with the rest of the community. They don't, sometimes they want to be known as freaks. Sometimes they're not afraid to show their differences. Personally, I, I've never cared what people think of me. I think you guys have heard that in my past shows. And at the end, what's important to me is that I like myself. And I care about what I think about myself. And in the end, that's all that really matters. Unless you find the opinion of your partner is important to you, in which case, yeah, that would be just as important to you too. So in the end, I mean, you will, there's always something. And that's the other thing. Patience with partners is very hard to come by. A lot of times, people are impatient. They can't, for some reason, they can't, uh, well, essentially, they can't, well, what's the word I'm looking for now? I'm thinking, uh, they can't tolerate anyone else taking over their schedule. so to speak. Yeah, I guess I can say that. Because that's essentially what I'm talking about. I mean, someone taking over somebody else's schedule shouldn't be allowed. Or should it? I mean, if we're talking about work, does your relationship come before work? Or is it the other way around? I mean, obviously, if your work is important to you, your relationship has to go second. But there are times when your relationship is going to be more important to you than work. And, I mean, that's something you want to look at because... If that person isn't important enough for you to take off work for whatever time because they asked you to, then, hey, maybe this person is really important to you. So that's another thing. Sacrifice. Whether it's sacrificing your feelings, whether it's sacrificing your money, whether it's sacrificing your property, whatever. Sacrifice is a big thing in a relationship. But sacrifice for your partner. I mean, yes, it's fine that you want to sacrifice because you want to help mankind. 
but your partner should come before that. Should. I don't say must. Because there are times when you have to sacrifice something for the sake of your partner. For example, you're walking down the street and you see a man sticking up another man. And I mean sticking up, like robbing at gunpoint. So do you sacrifice your safety to go help this person? Well, you might say, yes, you would call 911. You would call the police or you would call, you know, police officials who can take care of the problem correctly. You don't just stand there in front of that gun and hope the guy shoots you. No. But what if your partner that you're with says, don't get involved? I mean, your partnership with that person is important. But is it important enough that you sacrifice your morality, your morals, your sense of right and wrong? Some people might say yes. Some people might say no. And of course, that leads me to a second point, understanding. And that's where I said non-judgmental. A lot of people will simply give knee-jerk reactions to something their partner gives tells them. They don't try to understand anything about that feeling or that thing that the partner is telling them. Examples of that would be if your partner says that um, they're really pissed off and your partner just turns around and says, don't be stupid, you're being stupid, stop being pissed off. That's not really conducive to partnership. Regardless of what you say. So in the end, one has to wonder, should one be non-judgmental all the time? Yeah, I really think so. Okay, sorry, I'm back. What happened? I had I was talking to my brother for a minute. Oh, okay. Um so yeah, non-judgmental partners are a must. Someone who doesn't ridicule you, who doesn't suggest that you're being stupid or uh, what's the word, gaslight you into thinking you're not who you are. I mean, that's essentially what you want. I mean, 
did you ever make your husband feel bad for being schizophrenic? Angel? Yes. Did you ever make your husband feel bad for being schizophrenic? Oh, yeah, I did. You did? I mean, not meaning to, you know what I mean? <clears throat> but, yeah. Tell me, tell me how. Like, you know, when he would talk about mm, seeing the little people and stuff, I would tell him he was crazy. And then uh, I, didn't, oh. I would stomp them. Like, you know, I didn't. At first, I was doing that, right? But then I realized after I've talked to, you know, his psychiatrist, like, okay, I got to go about this a different way. And then I would just, like, agree with him or be like, okay, like, you know. So did you find a balance? Yeah. And then they finally found some medicine that would that actually helped him because... They kept trying different medicines, and with the um, medicine that, you know, the pills, he wouldn't take them, or he would forget. He would tell me he would take them, he wouldn't. So they got started giving him a shot that helped, I mean, it helped a lot. And right. he took the shot once a month, and then you know what? He was fine. Now, was he fine for the whole month, or was there yeah. some lapse? Mm-mm. Like, at the end of the month, I mean... You, you started noticing he'd go a little bit crazy because the no, shot was wearing actually, off. Now, if he had missed the shot for a week or so, yes. But no, if he had it on time, he was fine. Okay. Okay. I actually, oh, yeah. Well, no, they do give haloperidol in shot form, too. Uh, this was called, um, oh, gosh. Because he did take one that started with a how, I can't remember what it was, but that one didn't work really for him. So the right. other one was, um, I want to say it was in something. I can't think of the net. It had come to me later, but um, yeah, yeah, the no. last haloperidol. They usually okay. They usually in give Vega. haloperidol. Yeah, sorry. They gave him in Vega, and in Vega worked really well for him oh okay well there you go folks if you think that might do something for you give talk to your doctor your psychiatrist or your doctor and maybe they can recommend that for you is it was it covered by uh his insurance yes it was okay mm, by the so, and he had medicaid so oh he had medicaid Mm-hmm. Okay, so there you go, folks. If you have Medicaid, you are qualified to get this type of shot. Having said that, yeah, that's the kind of thing you want. Someone who understands you and is non-judgmental of you. And sometimes it takes practice. Mm-hmm. You know, at the beginning, as... As Angel just said, I mean, she didn't do it all the time at the beginning. But eventually she did figure out that she needed to change some of the ways she did things. And did you come by that that idea on your own or did the psychiatrist help you? 
Angel. What? Did you come up with that idea on your own or did the psychiatrist help you? Oh, about um, like understanding and like agreeing upon. Right. Um, I came up with it on my own. I mean, after talking to a couple different ones, you know. A couple of different because, psychiatrists. Right. Right, right. Um, about, they all said about the same thing, so, like... Did you talk to them about yourself, or was this about your husband? Oh, about my, about my husband. Okay, okay. Yeah, like, um... So you went to therapy sessions with him? Sometimes, but right. I would talk to... Because he was in... He would go into these episodes where he would walk. They would have to pick him up, and they would. He went to I don't know, maybe five, six different hospitals and seen different psychiatrists. You know, being in there for seventy-two hours or more, and um, you know, sometimes a week or more. And I would talk to the different ones, and you know, um, they all said about the same thing. About how it could be hereditary or Angel. Uh, maybe we lost her again, folks. Sorry. So moving on. I mean, that's you back? Yes. There you go. I'm sorry. Somebody keeps trying to call me and it interferes. Um, I don't know why they're trying to call me again. I told them to wait till after 10, but sorry about that. It's okay. Um, sorry, that kind of threw me off. Okay, so let's talk about what we have so far. We want trustworthiness as well as trust in a partnership. You need non-judgmental. You definitely need sacrificing and patience. And, of course, loyalty. You have to have loyalty. And that kind of goes along with trust. I mean, you won't be able to believe someone is loyal to you if you don't trust them. And if you can't trust them, you really have to fix something with yourself. Now, if they give you reasons not to trust them, then yeah. Obviously, there are things you have to do to earn that trust back. But at the same time, if you actually broke that trust at some point, don't expect trust to come back right away. <coughs> Sorry, folks. I mean, that's not going to happen, no matter what, who you are. I would love to say that humanity is okay with that, that trust just comes naturally. And for some people, it does. Trust is easy, but at some point, people become cynical, 
and they don't expect to trust someone because they've had bad experiences in their life. Are you that type of person? Angel? Um, what type of person? Someone who's had bad experiences with trust and so they find it hard oh, yeah. to trust someone? Yeah. You have, yeah? Mm-hmm. Well, how many, how many boyfriends have you had throughout your life? You know, oh, roughly. Because <laughs> um, you, you're almost 50, right? Yeah, I'm almost 49. Um, oh, Lordy. I don't know. Maybe about... Oh, God, I would have to add this. Oh, I'd say roughly maybe 8 to 10. 8 or 10. Yeah. Now, were these long-term relationships, or were there times when you went without? A couple was, but nah. Um, oh, gosh. Um, there was only a couple that was long-term, really, which some of them were just, like, acquaintances, like. Right. So when you were younger, how how old were you when you had your first boyfriend? Mm. Roughly. Okay. Um. Ah. Oh goodness. Um. Oh lordy. You don't I'm remember? not even sure. No. Um, like just going steady, I would say, hmm, 15 or 16, no, maybe 14 or 15. Right. So, okay, at that, I mean, my first girlfriend was at the age of four. I mean, we were making out behind the the door at the daycare. Oh, wow. You can remember that? I remember it clearly because to this day, I have no idea whether it was a boy or a girl I was making out with. Mm. I don't remember at all. So. <laughs> I mean, at four, I wouldn't even really call it that. Like. Well, I mean, there was penis to ass integration at one point. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so I'm just saying, you know, I it's amazing that I remember that. I guess it scarred me for life. I don't know. <laughs> right. But, uh, I mean, let me ask you. When I was 14, I had my first girlfriend. And... I mean, it wasn't anything major serious. Was it, I mean, was your first boyfriend something you were looking for? Yeah. He was? No. No, like, I 
I mean, I remember, and and you know, a lot of people are going to look down on me for this, but when I was a kid, I looked for that, you know, storybook romance, that fairy tale romance that you saw in books and in yeah in movies and stuff like that. I looked for that when I was younger, and my first girlfriend we didn't have that oh yeah no the only thing mine when i was in school was like holding hands maybe and not really right right i mean some people say that i am too sensitive and they might be right i may be too sensitive but being sensitive helps me care about my partner helps me care about someone I'm with or another person that is in my life. So if that makes makes me wrong for being sensitive, then I guess I'm going to have to be wrong. Mm. What do you think, Angel? About you being sensitive? I mean, yeah. a lot of guys are sensitive. Okay, but would you agree that most guys are not? They're just rough and tumble and, you know, they want to be men. I think some guys just say they're not and really deep inside they are. Right. Did you run into any of those guys, the macho men in your life? Oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. And did you stay away from them, or did you want a relationship? No, listen, I always, for some reason, ended up with the bad boys. So You ended up with the what, sorry? The bad boys, you know. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so. Yeah, so that can, I mean, that can get. What attracted you? Um... I don't even know, like, I don't even were know you that just I, re, Were you just rebelling? No, like, I wasn't even really looking for the bad boys, to tell you the truth. So they just came along? Yeah. You know, like, um, when I say... Like guys that had been in jail or went to jail or no no I know ex cons or or uh... guys that dealt in drugs like yeah 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 so we've come up with some good things so I guess at some point we are gonna have to get to. Our, what our show is about. And that's the bedroom. What's a perfect partner there, Angel, for you? Mm. 
Are you a missionary style woman? Uh, uh, well, um, I guess sometimes, I mean. Okay, I have to ask, what is your favorite sexual position? Oh, Lordy, I'm not sure. Um, Do you have a favorite? Yeah. You no. Do? I don't know. Um, I'll have to answer that one another day. Okay. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I'm asking you with your brother there. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. 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 Okay. Mm -hmm. And I did say this was uh, for this, uh, you know, the smaller audience. But, um, right. I mean, personally, I like the cowgirl position. And some people can't handle that. Because they have to be on top. Um, they don't realize that at the end, it depends on what makes the, the other person feel good. And that's what you're there for. To make each other feel good. It's fine to be there for sexual gratification. But if you're lo only looking for your own gratification, then maybe you shouldn't be in that partnership. Just maybe. Or maybe you should be looking at something else with yourself. Um, I think adventurous is very important. Someone who's willing to try different things with you. I think that's very important. I think that conservative doesn't really make for a great sexual relationship. However, you might be really Catholic and conservative is the way to go for you, which I can understand. Um, actually, I don't know if the Bible does say anything about blowjobs. I don't know. Uh, I don't think, I mean, I can't really say that either because I haven't read the whole entire Bible, but, you know, but I don't think, I really don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, it says not to swear. Yeah, I mean, but, listen, I've heard what that. was, it does say that, but. Who made up the swear words? Like, were they here at that time? The ones that are here now? Right, exactly. Exactly. I mean, obviously, the word fuck wasn't something that was around bi biblical times. No, no, it was fornicate. But, um, you know... Uh, well, no, I mean, can you imagine going down the road and somebody, you know pushes you to the ground, do you say fornicate you? <laughs> no, I guess they had different words. <laughs> right, exactly. Right? Like... <laughs> I mean, did they call shit shit or did they call it manure or did they call it something else? Right. I don't right. know. 
I mean, aside now, from the... Aside if my from husband the, was still alive, he could tell you everything in the Bible. Really? But, oh, yeah. He had read the whole... Actually, you know, he was in prison for five years before I met him, and he actually read every Bible. Like, he read, you know, the Catholic Bible, the, you know, King James, he's read the... um. He knew all about Buddhism, uh, Jewish, like, he read all, you know, what is it, seven different Bibles, I think? Right. Yeah, he knew them all. Oh, wow. So, we're talking real intelligent, then. Yeah, that's why I was saying his um, IQ level was 192 Holy when the FBI crap. did it, you know? So, that's why I'm saying the psychiatrist said, you know... With a very highly intelligent, you know, like, their mind just keeps on racing and racing, like, you know, keeps on moving, like, I guess that's how, you know, that becomes, I don't know, but I guess Einstein has schizophrenic, um, um, you know, I guess if you look it up, it'll tell you, like, and they said, you know, these they their mind keeps racing and it won't stop like that's how you know i guess they get to that point i really don't know but oh we have dean lillibridge on watching hi dean thank you for joining us and hello uh, dean yeah, you're right. Somebody is learning. Hopefully, some somebody's learning from this at some point. Yeah, like uh, if only how to be a perfect partner, if not being one. Um, I guess mindfulness is important. Yes, because you have to look at yourself in as much as you have to look at your partner too. Right, and you have to be able to make those changes in yourself. To be that perfect partner. Mm -hmm. Do you agree with that, Angel? Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, I mean, whether you're in the bathroom, bedroom, or in the living room, you need respect for one another. And you need respect for your partner. And... You should be open for discussion at all times. Right. Always be open to discussion. Don't just pass something off as stupid or or retarded or just plain bullshit. At the end of the day, you want to be able to discuss things with your partner. And like I said, communication is key. I said that at the beginning, and I'm saying it now. If you can't communicate with your partner, we have to look at why, and that's important. Once you get the communication down, everything else follows. That being trust, respect, loyalty, non-judgment, that sort of thing. So, we hope you've enjoyed this toned-down version of Snap today. 
And um, aside from that comment, that's all we have. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, that seems to be all the comments we have from Dean anyway. Uh, again, thanks for watching, Dean, and thank you for joining us, folks. Um, Angel, thank you for coming. Oh, you're welcome. Sorry, I had to, well, about the one interruption and then about leaving. Sorry about that's, that. That's cool. That's cool. But hey, you know, at the end of the day, she was here. She graced us with her presence. So, guys, thank you for joining us, and we will see you next week. Yes. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.